0: It's the 70th anniversary of uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, ascending to the throne in London. Uh, Today's big um, event, I guess, if you want to call it that, is uh, there was a Thanksgiving service at St. Paul's Cathedral in London uh, this morning, and it ended with the tolling of Great Paul, the largest (tongue) church bell in Britain. Listen to that. All the stops. This weekend, right? Everything. Everything they can do, they can do. They've had the flyover yesterday. They had the balcony appearance yesterday, which is sort of... We're going to talk a bit about what we can maybe anticipate or what we can forecast or speculate on about the future of the monarchy based on what we're seeing right now. I mean, let's face it. It may not be the most pleasant thought as this celebration unfolds, but the Queen is 96 years old. Her reign um, is coming to an end. She's in the twilight of her time. On the throne. So, what's going to happen next? What does she want to see happen? And is she starting to sort of exert a little influence and guide things in a direction that she wants? We're going to have that discussion now. We're speaking with uh, David Johnson, who's a political science professor at Cape Breton University in Nova Scotia, author of Battle Royal Monarchists versus Republicans over the Crown of Canada. David, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us this morning.
1: Uh, no problem, no problem.
0: I'm glad to be here. Now, when you take a look at what's going on in the UK, and I, I keep reading about, um, you know, reading the tea leaves, so to speak, uh, mm. watching how things are playing out, and trying to pick up any clues that might be there about uh, the future of the monarchy.
1: Are you doing the same? Absolutely, absolutely. And you're right. We are in a period of transition. We've actually been in this period of transition for a couple of years now, as the Queen is getting older and slowing down. I call this the end of the second Elizabethan era. And okay. it has been a wonderful era over the last 70 years. And it's a, it is the Platinum Jubilee and a wonderful, wonderful celebration of 70 years of service. No one in the British monarchy, in the entire history of the British monarchy going back 1,500 years has served this long. So it is a tribute to the Queen. But what we do see, even today, the fact that the Queen couldn't make the the church service yeah. at St. Paul's, and that what we do see then is her son, Charles, stepping in to represent her at the service. And they're the core four. We see that on the balcony yesterday, the core four that will... Take on the reins after the queen has left this this earth. Charles and Camilla, who will be queen with the queen's current queen's blessing, and then William and Kate, the Catherine, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Those four will be the future, and then their kids. That, that is the future, and then we'll see whether Harry and Meghan may may make some come back into the family.
0: There's always speculation, as you say, and uh, I, let's let's break them down a bit here. When we see the balcony appearances yesterday, Kate and Will are there, Prince Charles is there, Andrew is not, Harry and uh-huh. Meghan are not. So is that a message from the Queen? Okay, when we go forward, this is going to be the focus of the royal family, and these are the people that I'm sort of entrusting with the legacy that I have built up, or, or am I reading too much into it?
1: Oh, no, no, I think you're, that's a perfectly correct reading, that the balcony is reserved for the wor- working royals. Right. So Andrew, with all of the issues he's been facing, he has had to step away from work on behalf of the royal family for obvious reasons and necessary reasons. Whether we'll ever see him back as a working royal, probably not. No. No. But then, so. but, then, but then at the same time, Harry and Meghan, they, they stepped down two years ago from royal service, so they are not working royals. But they're still, a, of course, they're still a member of the royal family. Harry is his father's son, and Harry is in the family, so they'll always be royals. They'll always have the title of Duke and Duchess of Sussex. They may come back. Oh, yeah, it, you know, it, come it, to their senses,
0: it, yeah. so to speak, and come
1: back. <laughs> yeah, and maybe the whole family realizes what a wonderful addition they have. And uh, I always, I was always very sad that Megan couldn't do uh, that for what all the all the hassle that she had, especially in Britain, on behalf of her you know, race and her ethnic origins, and yeah. that, the fact that it, it would have been wonderful. I always said at the time it was wonderful that. Harry and Meghan have married and they're having a family, and you have someone who has the blood of African slaves in her uh, as a member of the royal family. She would have done so much to to represent the royal family in places like the Caribbean and Africa. But, so who knows? Maybe they, they, I, I hope they can make a comeback into the family in, in due course.
0: Now, the, the events where the Queen hasn't been able to attend, um, Trooping of the Colour yesterday, um, the uh-huh. church service today, she's had Prince Charles went down and inspected the troops for her. So um, I know there's a lot of, I mean, there's even people who say they should skip over Prince Charles. They should just go right <laughs> past him to William. Uh, I, I don't think that's a possibility. But is she sort of saying, no, 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 um, he is next, and here's an example of how that's going to play mm-hmm. out and sort of reinforcing his role?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, he is stepping in to play the, take on the role of the queen when she, while she isn't able to, just a, a week ago or so, he read the speech from the throne right. in the British Parliament. The queen couldn't make that, and even earlier, since about 2015. The Queen has not traveled internationally, and so Charles and Camilla are doing all of these royal tours abroad. And you'll remember, but again, 2015, 2017, Charles was the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth heads of government uh, recognized that Charles would be the next head of the Commonwealth upon the death of his mother. And Charles has been attending and these annual Commonwealth Heads of Government meetings. It used to be the Queen who would be at these, but now for the last four or five years, Charles has been doing that role. So on the international stage, he's taking on more and more of the responsibilities of the monarch.
0: When it comes to how the monarchy plays out in Canada, it's always a debate. Personally, I like it. I like the ties to the history of it. Um, yeah. is, is, do you think places in the Commonwealth will look? The Queen is beloved. I think she is well respected, very much admired. She's beloved. Charles mm-hmm. not so much. If there's places yeah. where the monarchy is sort of you know uh, not as solid as it is in other places, it, could yeah. it be? Could there be a threat to the monarchy existing in some places in the Commonwealth? Could this be sort of a, a departure from the way people feel about the monarchy?
1: Yes, yes, and we've seen that already in the Caribbean. Uh, Barbados has, back last fall, late fall, Barbados dropped the monarchy from their constitution. They are now a republic. Just in, in January, with that maybe ill-advised trip of Will and Kate to the Caribbean, in Jamaica, in Bahamas, there's a republican movement that wants to abolish the monarchy, and those Places, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, Caribbean Commonwealth countries is actually still have still part of it. the monarchy. Even a place like Jamaica, I'm surprised that over the last fifty years they still have the Queen as official head of state. There's not a single African Commonwealth country former colonies of the British Empire. Not a single African country has kept the monarchy. So I'm a little surprised that some of the Caribbean countries have so far. Uh, Australia is the other place to keep an eye on. There's a a strong, strong Republican movement in Australia. They've already tried once to abolish the monarchy there and failed. They may try again. I think the, the monarchy is well entrenched here in Canada, and I do not see any chance that upon the death of the Queen, even though we have a Republican movement here, I think the chances of us seeing the monarchy abolished in this country are zilch, absolute zilch. It's actually easier to abolish the monarchy in Great Britain than (laughs) it is to do it here. How so? Why do you feel that way? Because in Britain, to abolish the monarchy in Britain, all they need is an act of parliament. It doesn't need an act of parliament to say that this is we're going to abolish, that we're going to disestablish the monarchy. If that act of parliament passes in the House of Commons and passes in the House of Lords, the queen or the king is duty-bound to sign their own death warrant, so to speak. Right. In, in Canada, it takes a constitutional amendment. In Canada, it, would, it, it requires unanimous consent of the federal government and Parliament, and all ten provincial governments. And, oh, that'll uh, never happen.
0: We can't agree on anything.
1: Extremely, extremely difficult. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, that that's
0: that's uh, reassuring for people like me. David, thank you so much for your insight. Great conversation. I enjoyed it. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you, sir. Go that ahead. is uh, David Johnson, who's a political science professor at Cape Breton University in Nova Scotia, and author of Battle Royal, Monarchists vs. Republicans, in the Crown of Canada.